Hey everybody and welcome to Libromancy, a podcast about the magic of books. Today I'm talking about I Want Superpowers by Stephen Baraznai. So let's manifest the magic of books. Well, this was a great book. Pretty quick. It was interesting. I thought there'd be a sequel, but there is none. It had some interesting choices. I liked the way it was written. Things were normal. Let me just tell you a little bit about the book in some general terms so you know what uh, what we're kind of talking about. Apparently... There was a genetic war where super people, super powered people fought regular powered people. They created wastelands, they destroyed the world, and then they've separated the superheroes or the supergenics live in Jupiter City, and the dregs or the non super powered people live across the river, somewhat in slums, not a hundred percent. And so this is their life. We follow Caitlin Farrell, who is a dreg, and well, she hasn't tested yet as a thing, and it's about her kind of going through her last testing and everything, and the future. And I, I thought there was a lot of interesting choices made with this book. I don't think any of the choices that were written in were bad. I think they were all they all were good, and they all made good sense. So let's, let's just talk about the spoilers because there's a lot that happens in this book, and I just I wanted to do it with us. So Caitlin Farrell goes in for testing and what the testing is is that a couple superheroes supergenics will come over and periodically test all the students of one grade if you get caught not get caught if you manifest a superpower then you are taken to the supergenic side of the river and it was kind of odd because they don't even like acknowledge that those their parents are their parents anymore after you manifest a superpower you are cut off from everything drag like your parents just become donors and like you had the privilege of raising this child that wasn't your own even though the child was your own um so it's just it was a kind of a an interesting thought i liked it i thought it worked good uh, on her testing day she goes to be tested and the testing method was very extreme i was kind of surprised they're doing anything they can to pull up your speed you have to run on a treadmill you have to not just running on a treadmill, though. You have to, like, they push you on a treadmill. They spin you around at crazy speeds and whip you about. They shine lights in your eyes. They inject drugs into you. This is truly, like, a harrowing experience to try and get forced people to manifest, which was kind of crazy. And, to be fair, I, from the way the book title is, I Want Superpowers, and from the beginning, I honestly thought she would manifest superpowers. And she doesn't. So she doesn't manifest her superpowers, um, which she never does throughout the whole book. And personally, I kind of was expecting it most of the book. I felt like that that was was something that was going to happen. Like she had just missed her testing or she was going to have a secret power that was going to help her in some other way. Um, She never did. Her her classmate that she hated manifested a, a power. But was, of course, instantly whisked away. And that's the last we hear of that. Um, That was just surprising. I honestly thought it was going a different way. But uh, Normand, uh, her friend, I kind of knew something was up from the beginning with Normand. The way he seemed to know things. Uh, As we learn later on in the book, Normand is a precog. But not just a normal precog or precognitive person he actually lives a life and then kind of rewinds and starts it over again and i thought that was interesting just it was a unique take on on someone who could see the future where he actually lived the future and you could tell by the way he would say some things like 
oh, this time this isn't how it goes, or you weren't supposed to say that yet, or normally you say this instead of what you just said, and that was kind of surprising. So, you know, the whole time I kept thinking he's a time traveler, and he's, you know, been through the future and then he time travels, but no, he just, his consciousness kind of revert, rewinds back in time. So after her failed testing, she has to go into the manual labor, you got you know, your basics, your farming, your factory automation, and then you have the protectors that, you know, she's been kind of conditioned to hate because of her mother and her father who died to the protectors. She goes on, she chooses to go to the farm. Um, she doesn't really want to, but she's forced into it. And while she's at the farm, there's an incident because they have to go to a near the wasteland zone to farm and to collect all their food. And while they're there, there is a mutant attack, and one of the mutants breaks through, kills one, a couple of the protectors, and then Brady, this boy she met, and is forced to, you know, he teaches her very quickly on the spot how to shoot, and, you know, she does, and he knows how to shoot because his brother is a protector, and his brother taught him, but, you know, because of this, it puts them in the eye where no one else is allowed to use guns or weapons aside from the protectors kind of giving it that very dystopian feel, which it is. I mean, there's been a huge war and, you know, there's a wasteland over everything, a radioactive wasteland everywhere. So uh, that was interesting, though. They get interrogated. She's basically forced into going into the protectors because of this, the protectorship, because of this weapon handling. The only way for her out of it was to go into it. And so she does, and she finds that she actually loves it. They use a thing called, they use the calibration, but it's basically like hypnosis where they kind of like put you under a little bit and they train your brain to know how to take apart the gun, to know how to use this weapon, to know how to fight. And she takes to it like crazy. She does really good, which I was like, is that really a good thing that like this kind of, that you take so well to this training? Like, doesn't that like indicate your mind is a little weak or you are very believing or very trusting, kind of gullible? Maybe, maybe not. She's not really, but it's just like, that's if that's like your one thing, it's like, I'm really good at you know, receiving training in my sleep. Well, that's not quite that exciting. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and throughout this book, I guess this is one of my only complaints with this is that sometimes they did not feel like they were 16 to 18 years old. Sometimes they felt like they were older than that. Some parts I felt made them feel younger than that. Um, for example, when Normand is taking her out to break quarantine. Sorry, I kind of skipped over that, but that's... They go and they go to like a comic shop and they read comics. Now that's cool. 16 to 18 year olds, you know, read comics. But then they like make comics and they draw their own. And for me, that part did not really sync with who how they were portrayed it just didn't make sense to me that they would spend all this time creating a comic versus reading more comics or doing other things it wasn't bad I, it didn't like throw me out of the story but just whenever those came up i was like that's kind of you know odd why are they why are they doing this um so that was interesting though she the comic she creates is shadow ran a a superhero without powers, you know, emulating herself, emulating, as you could probably guess, a Batman type figure. So it really pushed things and, you know, kind of was teaching her like, hey, I can be a protector 
and help people and save people and be a superhero, even without manifesting these superpowers, which, you know, led me to believe, oh, she'll find out she doesn't need the superpowers and then she'll get the superpowers. Doesn't happen. Don't worry. It's not going there. So as they are, as they are training, she goes, starts going on, on missions and she goes on one such mission before, you know, other people think she's ready, but her officers think she is and they say you're going out it's going to be you know you're going after a runner somebody whose child has manifested and they they are trying to run now one of the things i liked about the protectors i I like a lot of things about them basically just police officers trying to do their job i would think for the most part but they wear visors but with no face on them but on the inside of the visor you have screens and the screens allow you to see in any direction, you know, in every direction all at once. So you don't actually have to turn your head. I, I just was trying to envision that, to have four screens kind of in front of my face. Like, that would take some getting used to. But I thought it was a really cool idea, and I liked it. So she is, you know, with these, trying to, going after these runners with her squad. She's basically on hold back duty, of course, because she's still a 16-year-old rookie. And then she comes across the runners. She has to stop them. She doesn't want to shoot them, but she is given the subliminal command to kill the parents. And it, she does, and it forces her to. And then, of course, she feels really bad about it afterwards. And that's, of course, a reasonable, very reasonable response to that. Like, I would feel really bad if I was forced to shoot somebody in cold blood and couldn't control my own body and then you know was able to control my body after that that was crazy so i was right there was a brainwashing program hidden in the training now the other thing we start to learn in a little bit of this next section is that not all the mutations in the wasteland are natural animal mutations some of these mutations are actually supergenics that have been quote unquote like exiled from the supergenics in Jupiter City because they can't be controlled or won't be controlled or manipulated. And one such example of this is, of course, Liliana, her enemy from high school, where Liliana has gained a lizard-like ability. She doesn't leave scent. She can be found if she doesn't want to be. Not super valuable for most things, but for reconnaissance or scouting, you know, these are very powerful. So she is sent into the wasteland and then pushed towards the protectorate and towards the dregs where the dregs have to fight to stay alive and then of course this you know whether it was by accident it's like the norman style accident where he's lived it enough he knows how to position everybody correctly so that everything happens as he needs it to or as he wants it to you know caitlin and liliana fight and she's able to kind of hit this hit her head and disable this chip that is kind of forcing liliana to just be a base aggression you know at basically at the same time we're learning that the protectors don't really like the supergenics because the supergenics don't save them unless you know they make sure that the the protectors know that they rely on the supergenics to be safe as a you know if the supergenics aren't happy with the protectors then the supergenics take their time get into the fight it goes slower they don't kill them as fast as they could so it's really this interesting situation between the dregs and the supergenics where the supergenics need the dregs for food and production but the supergenics are supposed to provide that protection but don't because that's their manipulation force so 
you know, they've learned this truth. They try, are going through. They're trying to figure it out. Norman has kind of spilled the beans on that he's a, a, tr- a precog. And he's like, we're going to have to go do this. You can implant, you know, switch out this other chip for in the mind control calibration. And then as people get calibrated, they will... You know, they will start to see the truth. They'll start to have these feelings. You can be a superhero and be true and not be an evil person. And that will kind of spark the revolution. Well, it doesn't work out that way. She's found out while they were trying to replace it. Turns out they knew and they tested it and it wouldn't actually even, it didn't even affect them. So that was kind of a low point. But they send an agent who can, a telepathic agent, investigate this to see what they knew about Liliana because they obviously don't want that. The supergenics don't want that information getting out to the public that if you're a mutation supergenic with a bad power, you could be killed and sent back and tortured. So uh, Caitlin is trying to stop this agent. She can't. Norman comes in and saves the day. He turns on the camera so that all the protectors kind of see as he revealing all of his plans that yes they, they kill people yes they supergenics send people back and these people are good people the cops they're most cops i think in this story and i would hope in life want to be decent people and so they don't like the fact that they're being used or being tricked into doing these horrible things and so they revolt but norman here was powerful because this this telepathic guy this telepathic agent was so powerful but norman with his intense mind power was able to overwhelm him with you know lives and lives of memory and his death was sad i was sad norman died a full death you know never coming back this was the last chance they had to really make amends to change the future it was it was good so they they have a revolt, you know, half of the protectors believe, half the protectors just want to stay loyal. Lots of fighting, lots of, a little bit of a trickeroo, trickery. They switch, they send the uh, loyalist agents up to fight the supergenics because they, as I said earlier, the protectors all use that face visor. And Normand has figured, had figured out a way to replace what they see with something else, making it so they, they go up to fight the supergenics and just die. They later on, and then, that kind of ends that there. And then they send another telepathic later to do kind of an audit of all of the protectorship to make sure that everybody is still loyal and everybody's, you know, doing good. And it turns out to be the same telepathic who was testing her on testing day. I believe his name was Joshua. So they, Caitlin takes him, tells him the truth about everything, shows him from her memories, you know, everything that happened. The fact that these supergenics did such horrible things and you know we realized that not all supergenics even know about this that joshua was taken unaware he didn't know he doesn't like it and that if he can't you know face a mind on it when he gets back of the truth that he'll be killed and everybody else will be killed and that was crazy the other thing that surprised me in this book i i think it was worth it and i think it was fine but after this mind audit and they are preparing to fight and Liliana has gone back to Jupiter City and broadcast, you know, her story that she was a manifestation and then she was turned into a mutant and sent to die. The story just ends. Whoop. That is the denouement where the you know, climax has happened. The rebellion took place and now the story is over. And that was a little surprising to me. I was expecting more in the book itself and i got to the end and was like well this this can't be the end it just 
stopped. <laughs> there's got to be more than this, and, and there's not, and there's no season, there's no sequel, at least as of yet. But I think that this was a, an excellent place to leave the book as well. He said, I think everything he wanted to say in this book, we know that the revolution was coming, and we just don't see it. And I thought it fit well. So again, I really did enjoy it. Um, I thought it was great. It was quick. It was fun. So thanks everybody for listening. This is going to wrap up my discussion of I Want Superpowers by Stephen Bredesnay. If you have any questions or comments, you can send them to libromancypod at gmail.com. If you don't mind taking a minute to like and subscribe wherever you're listening, that always helps out and helps us find new people to want to listen. Thanks again for listening, and remember to manifest the magic of books. <laughs>